What's going on, everybody? Howard Bender and Adam Aronis here. It's Annie Uptime. What is up, Adam? That MLB trade deadline is looming, and the action has already begun. Yeah, not a surprise. I mean, we usually get a couple of deals right before the deadline, and uh, we did find a, a big deal today as uh, Nelson Cruz is going to Tampa Bay. So the Twins, a team that I think a lot of people thought were going to be in contention, things have just not gone right for them. So this is a team that has a lot of assets that they can trade. And uh, Cruz, definitely the big bat, and Tampa Bay acquired him for a couple minor leaguers, and they certainly could use the power of Cruz. Uh, Tampa Bay's right there in contention for the AL East title, battling there with the Red Sox, but uh, a team that's not near the top and runs an OPS. So getting a guy like Nelson Cruz, where his power plays anywhere, uh, is a nice acquisition for Tampa Bay. And uh, to kick off the, you know, the we're about a week, yeah, a week before trade deadline. We got a week to go. We talked about it yesterday. It's July 30th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, crazy. I mean, I was broke the news on the uh, on the fantasy alarm show today. Uh, Nelson Cruz and Calvin Foucher, uh, they go to Tampa Bay. We know what Cruz is about. I mean, listen, 294, 370, 537 slash line right now. 19 home runs on the season. He's all power. It's going to be beautiful seeing him sit right there in the middle of that uh, that Tampa Bay lineup. Uh, and how about, you know, listen, uh, Tampa Bay's farm system, rock solid, right? I mean, they end up giving up uh, Joe Ryan and, and Drew Strotman. They're two pitchers, two top 20 prospects within the Tampa Rays system uh, and both pitching at the AAA level. So while, yeah, the Twins are giving up uh, Nelly Cruz, a big bat in the middle of that lineup, um, they're building up some arms there and uh, and some arms that maybe major league ready by the time next spring rolls around. Yeah. I mean, look, the twins are in a spot where I think a lot of people are surprised at how bad they've been. Injuries have been a factor, but they have to try and get something for Cruz. Cruz it was a one year deal for Cruz, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. You got to move them. You're not going anywhere this year. So it absolutely made sense uh, to get what you can for him at this point. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's it's a it's a great deal. It, it really is. Like Minnesota gets the uh, the the arm depth that they need. Tampa Bay gets that big bat in the middle of their lineup. That's um, oh baby, right? Give me. <laughs> I already have all the shares of Austin Meadows, right? Now, uh, now knowing that uh, that Cruz is going to be protecting him in the order, that's uh, that that's fantastic. Do you have uh, do you have Cruz? No, I have. I have written, I feel like, the same article about Nelson Cruz for the last seven years that basically he's undervalued. I don't care if he's only eligible at utility. I'm all about the stats. Give me Nelson Cruz. And I did not get him anywhere this year. I think I might have gotten him in one league. But you know what the issue was for Nelson Cruz this year? We had so many players that were only eligible at utility that if you scooped up some of those guys early, and like for me, I was on J.D. Martinez a lot. Like, J.D. Martinez, to me, was completely undervalued. So I was drafting J.D. Martinez. And when you do that, it prevents you from getting Nelson Cruz. Right. Um, Jordan Alvarez was another guy. Giancarlo Stanton. There was a lot of good utility-only eligible players. So when I take J.D. Martinez, it takes me away from Nelson Cruz. And I believe – I know in TGFBI I took J.D. Martinez – 
So I think uh, there I was not able to get Nelson Cruz. Um, I did take J.D. Martinez in tout. That's OBP. Um, and he went a little bit earlier in the fourth round. And he was outfield eligible, so I could have gotten Cruz. But I think Cruz might have also went in the fourth round in that league as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just I've, I've been a huge fan of Nelson Cruz. It's hard not to be, but it would always amaze me why he got disrespected in drafts. And I think part of it was, number one, people – it was a couple reasons. Number one, people didn't want to clog up the utility spot, right? It's like, oh, I can't fill my utility in the fourth, fifth round. I never bought into that. It does hurt you a little wise in flexibility, but, uh, you know, you always figure out a way to get it done. The guy has been relatively healthy. He had the PED suspension. I understand that. Uh, but every year he's given you 35 to 40 home runs, great batting average. Um, and I think the other factor is too, is people kept looking and go, oh, well, he's getting older. This can't continue. You know, so we did 37. 38, 39, 40. Now he's 41. And it's the same story year after year. And it's reminiscent of David Ortiz because David Ortiz, the same thing was happening to him. He was going Uh sixth, seventh round late in his career. And, you know, I looked at Nelson Cruz's numbers last year. I'm like, there's a little bit of a decline, but there's really nothing significant. And to me, he's one of those players where uh, I don't mind. Like if next year's the year that I draft him and it's done. All right. You know what I mean? It's like, I kind of need to see it. And we've seen it very little, not much. I mean, a strikeout rate is down. Barrel percentage is down a little bit, but the hard hit rate is still solid. So there's, it's slight. And we know one of these years, I mean, he's not Tom Brady. He doesn't look like he's on the Tom Brady diet uh, to me, but uh, yeah, I mean, Cruz still, still getting it done. Cruz still getting it done. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, have you, uh, have you heard any other, uh, any, any other rumors? Like, you know, everybody sits there at this time of year, uh, you know, looking at the standings and trying to figure out, you know, who's, who, you know, who, who's the buyer, who's the seller. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, we look at, at certain things like take the, the Cubs, for example, right? I mean, you know, they're only eight and a half games out behind the uh, behind the Brewers, right? They're done. Come on. They you suck. think they're done? So oh, so yeah. you're expecting Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, those guys all to be you know, Javier Baez, those guys all ready to, to go? I would think so, man. You know, yes, you're technically right. Like, oh, eight and a half. It's late July. We've seen this before. You just sometimes get a feel or a vibe on a team. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad one for the Cubs, man. This is a team that's been falling apart. Remember, they got off to a good start. And I was sitting there. I was like, am I wrong on the Cubs? Because I thought this team was not good. I didn't like this team going into the year. And um, now all of a sudden they were playing well. And now it's finally caught up. But I was definitely not a fan of this team. Um, I wasn't a fan of them either. All right. So you expect them to sell. What about the Reds? Second place in the Central, six and a half games out. They've got a, a, an above 500 record but they just lost Nick Castellanos to a broken wrist. Yeah, this is a tough team to figure out, to see what they're going to do, because that's a big loss with Castellanos. Uh, Winker slowed down a little bit. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're still they're still kind of right there. I mean, their bullpen is in major issues. Um, Hembry has been pretty good. And then the other day, uh, Amir Garrett came in, walked the leadoff guy against the Mets, then got the next three. But he's just, they've shown no inclination to believe in him. Um, 
I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, six and a half right there. I mean, they're in striking distance. Again, I, I felt from the beginning of the year, I thought Milwaukee was the best team in the Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said that before the year. Um, and they they have the pitching, obviously. They just need to uh, get a bat. So Reds are kind of dicey. I'm not sure what where, what direction they're going to lean in. Um, I'm not either. I mean, I, I feel like losing Castellanos like that and just, you know, I mean, that's really, I mean, I don't even know what their farm system looks like in relation to whether or not they would even have prospects to, to try and deal with replacing him. But I mean, if you're trying to replace Castellanos, granted your home ballpark is a, uh, you know, it's, it's a band box. Oh yeah. Trust me. With the well, that's a, being that's there, a big uh, bat to replace. Uh, Mets, Mets actually hit home runs because uh, they were playing at that ballpark. It was fun to watch watching these balls just go right <laughs> over the wall, like barely. It's like phenomenal. So yeah, no, it's a great ballpark to play in, but um, yeah, I don't know if they, if they can do enough to, to make this run. And, you know, you also have to consider in the national league, you got the giants, Dodgers, Padres, uh, it's going to be hard to get the wild card with those three teams in the West. It's hard to see any of them really falling off. Uh, I know everyone's kind of expecting the Giants to fall out of it, but this team's got a run differential plus 123. They had another big win last night. Uh, Kenley Jansen had allowed one run since May 28th and then allowed a two-run homer to Wilmer Flores last night. Uh, the Giants won that. Um, I think they... Uh, they're up two games now. I think the Giants have taken two out of three so far, right? Game The yeah. fourth game's tonight. Um, Dee Sclafani, who's gotten destroyed by the Dodgers this year. My God. Uh, I, I put that in that morning buzz right up. Uh, Dee Sclafani's numbers against the Dodgers this year. So I have Dee Sclafani in a league, and I benched him in TGFBI because uh, he had that 10-run outing, I believe, and two innings against them before. So, uh, But, yeah, with those teams in the West, you got to think all three of those teams are going to make it. you got one in the East and probably Milwaukee. So. It's tough for those those wild like a team like the Reds, Cardinals, and Cubs because it's like you've got to win the division. I mean, they're the, the Cubs are two under entering Thursday. Cardinals are five hundred. The Reds are two above. So your really only shot is to win the division. And the same thing with the NL East teams. Uh, but the NL East teams, I think, all believe like they have a shot because when you have uh, the Mets with Degrom and Lindor out, you know it's wide open. So the Phillies, Braves, and even the Nationals to a certain extent probably feel that they're in it because all they need, just need to win a division. Yeah, actually, you know, I was talking to, uh, to Jim Bowden about that and, uh, and Mike Rizzo, uh, believes that they are still in it. That is it's tight enough in that, uh, in the East in order to make that happen. And, and listen, I mean, if you're going to sit there and you're going to break down the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves and the Nats, um, I mean, I kind of put those teams all kind of even like to me, uh, you know, if I was just blindly looking at, at the four of the, the four of those teams and thinking, all right, you know, who's who, who do I see, you know, making the, the, the run and, and winning that division? It's uh, it's it's a little bit of a of a coin flip, especially with uh, Atlanta without Ronald Acuna. I think if Acuna was there, then I'd be, you know, leaning more towards Atlanta. But I think it's uh, a lot more evenly matched right now. Yeah, it's pretty wide open. Um, you know, if, uh, I know DeGrom was throwing at City Field on Thursday morning and he threw the day before. But of course he was right. Because, you know, hey, why not? Just run him into the ground. Oh, Pitch stop. Him, p- p- throw him, throw him until he Dravecki's out on everybody. Right. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't well, wait. so, could be you know, it's, they were starting to get healthy offensively. But then Lindor uh, goes on the I.L. 
Um, you know they're going to make moves at the deadline, though. Uh, the owner is going to be aggressive, and he has money. The Phillies, I, I don't – Aaron Nola has not been great. Uh, Wheeler's been good. Their bullpen is a major problem. I mean, you saw it against the Yankees yesterday with Hector Neris. Uh, it's funny because Hector Neris got a save. I think it was Sunday, and I saw people picking him up. And then right back to uh, give it up a big home run once again. So uh, they have, that's the issues they have there. Uh, the Brit, you know, all these teams have major issues. A lot of injuries. They're not 100%, but that also makes it wide open uh, in that division. Yeah, it definitely does. All right, well, so if I'm looking at the standings right now, which I am, um, the East, you got four teams that are uh, all looking to buy. And then you got the Marlins. In the central, you got the Brewers. I'm not going to say that the Reds, Cards, or Cubs are going to give up, but I don't see them like really dealing the world in order to uh, in order to solidify that. Especially considering, you know, I mean, the Cards they already know that they're going to get back Jack Flaherty, so that's going to be an interesting uh, addition to that roster. There, I just don't think I I think the Reds are going to need to sell. I mean, it's it's disheartening, but. You know, it's like it's like Colorado, man. There's there's no there's no home field advantage in uh, in, in Great American Ballpark. There's none. You know, and and you need, you know, you you need the the firepower um, offensively, but then you also need the ace pitching. I just you know, <laughs> Wade Miley ain't cutting it. No, I mean he's been solid though, but yeah, that's not the answer. Sonny Gray has had health issues all season long. Yep. Luis Castillo's been better, but he's up and down. Molly's been okay. So, yeah, they – and Castellanos, obviously, is their their big bat. So, with him being out uh, multiple weeks, more than likely, we haven't gotten a definitive timetable on that. That's going to hurt them as well. And uh, you know the Dodgers are going to acquire players. I would think at the deadline, the Padres probably will. I mean, again, the Giants are the team that no one expected to be here, man. It's insane that uh, they're 60 and 35. It's – it's unbelievable, man. It really is. It really is. Unbelievable is the word to describe it. Because I mean, think about this. If I said to you, hey, on July 22nd, the San Francisco Giants are going to have the best record in baseball, you'd fire me. No, I wouldn't fire you. Yeah, you I'd would be like, like, what kind of drugs are you on? Like, are you on cocaine? Well, no, that I would ask you. And then I'd ask you okay. if you, like, hooked me up. Oh, okay, okay. That's right. I forgot who I'm talking to. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't fire you for that, man. Just uh, give me, give me, give me some of those mushrooms, Adam. Come on. <laughs> but really, I mean, like, there's no way I would have been like, "You're crazy." They're one of the worst teams in the West. But you know, it goes back to culture, environment, and uh, they just—we see this like every other year that they always find a way to put uh, forth a good team, right? Usually it's the even number of years, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. But Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, 10, 2010, 2012, 2014. Yes, I, I, everybody out here in the Bay Area, oh, it's 2016, it's the Giants year, we're going to win it all. Oh, it's 2018, we only win during the even number years. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't really I don't really like the fan base out here in the Bay Area. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's but, it's it's very disheartening. They're they're the worst. They really are. Sorry, Giants fans, but you are. <laughs> yeah, All right. But, so so then fine. Marlins, let's just say it. Marlins, Pirates, Cubs, possibly the Reds, and then Rockies and Diamondbacks. So 
at most, you're looking at like six teams who are sellers in the NL. That's not a lot. Yeah, that's kind of true. That's yeah, not too many. No, it really isn't. Now, in the American League, uh, you know, it's tight in the East, right? Red Sox are up. They're up on Tampa by a game, and Tampa just acquires Nelly Cruz. Uh, the Yankees have just won four in a row. They're seven and three in their last 10 games. So all of a sudden, they're looking to make a move. The Jays, I mean, if, if they acquired pitching to match that hitting, um, that would be, you know, crazy. So Baltimore, definitely sellers. Do they have anything? Yeah, but they're all kind of hurt right now. White Sox, they're, they, they look like they're running away with the Central. So you've got Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, and Kansas City, all sellers, right? Boom. That's four teams right there. Um, and then in the West, uh, Houston, Oakland will battle it back and forth. How about the Mariners? Where the fuck did the Mariners come from, right? 51 and 45 right now, dude. They're six and a half out uh, in the West. And yet they're, they're three and a half out of the second wild card spot. I don't see them being buyers. I don't think they expected to be in this spot. Also, they have a minus 52 run differential, too. Mm-hmm. So that what the crazy part is the Angels are four behind them and the Angels are probably more buyers and the Mariners are more sellers. Yeah. I agree. Oh, back to the White Sox, too. You know, think about this. The White Sox are essentially getting, um, you know, oh, my God, is that true? Jordan Montgomery has no run support in his last five starts. Yeah. That's, I just saw that on the screen. They haven't scored a run for him since June 15th. Is that correct? It's crazy, Ooh. isn't it? I mean, what? you know, you, you look at Montgomery's, uh, you know, game log and it's not, you know, it's not like he's throwing eight right. innings. Right. But still, though, oh, my. And I have him on on several fantasy teams and I didn't even realize that. Wow. I mean, I know the Yankees have struggled offensively, but I didn't realize that it's that bad. They've got. Oh, my, yeah. Wow. So, wait, the game against the Mets. They the Mets. Oh, they must have scored. So they count when he's in the game, the run scored. Right. So when he leaves, they're not counting it. I guess. Yes. Because the Yankees had three runs against the Mets, the game he lost, two runs against Boston, he lost. I guess they scored when he was out of the game, is what yeah. they're basically inferring with that. But yeah, the last two games they've been shut out. Wow, it was crazy. Uh, but back to the White Sox. The White Sox, White Sox are going to get Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert back without even making a trade. So you're going to get those two big bats back and then still go out and acquire something, probably. I mean, their bullpen is still one of the best in the game yeah. right now. And their starting pitching is in, you know, Lance Lynn, Giolito, Rodon, and Keuchel. Like, that's a solid four for the postseason. That's why I think they're I think they're pretty equipped here to make a deep run in the, the postseason. Again, a lot's going to come down to Rodon, who is also the second favorite in the betting market for the AL Cy Young behind Garrett Cole. And when you look at the numbers... Rodon's a little bit better, but remember, when you're talking about awards, narratives are very important, and people vote for this. And a lot of times, these sports writers, they don't even dig in deep. Now, we do have younger writers starting to get votes that are more savvy and understand the meaning of stats, but the old school guys will just like, oh, Garrett Cole's on the Yankees. He's been good. Yeah, I'm voting for him. What about Rodon? I never heard of him. So keep that in mind. Um, The other factor is and cole cole probably deserves it right now like if you're voting for the al signing today would you vote for cole or rodan um i mean me personally i'm i might actually lean rodan i think it's, it's just close like, 
it's very it's, it's close. very close but you know the I, you know here here you go this is the um you know this this is like the steroid debate right it's like garrett cole kind of fell off a cliff with the whole spider tax situation and i mean he got it back for a couple of starts but he's been very uh, you know he hasn't been you know lights out every he dominated single time in that complete that? game, he dominated the Astros in that complete game. He did dominate the Astros in that complete game. He did, but you know what did he do in the uh, in the starts? Like you know what what did his June look like for you? Well, I mean, I understand that, but overall his numbers are still great. He's got a two six three ERA. Yeah. He's thrown one hundred twenty innings. He has ten wins. Yeah, I mean the June was bad, but I so you're basically saying the rest of the season is going to be key. I mean his ERA in June was four six five, but in July it's two four five. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely going to be key. I want to see what both of these guys do down the stretch. It's crazy though. There's, to me, there's really no one else in that conversation for the Cy Young. It's not, not in the AL, no, definitely. No, not. and now and obviously the NL becomes. I, I, well, I haven't. You know, at least I was looking la- last night. Well, first when Degrom went on the IL, I immediately went and go, okay, what's the MVP look like now? I thought Tatis. They, as of Wednesday. Wednesday was the last day I checked. I didn't check Thursday. The NL MVP and NL Cy Young were not on the books at FanDuel and DraftKings. Really? Yeah, because of DeGrom. I'll check now again, but I checked. I am going, I'm clicking on it right now to see. It was down because, you know, they're, they're probably trying to figure out what to do with no DeGrom. Because if you put DeGrom's odds lower, people might start scooping him up. Like, oh, it's not that serious. He'll be back. He's throwing. So they're try- I think they're trying to figure it out. Let me see. Player futures. Oh, now it's here. NL MVP, Tatis, minus 145, FanDuel Sportsbook, DeGrom, plus 110. So they were trying to figure it out. Now, the Cy Young, DeGrom is still a favorite at minus 550. Gossman, plus 500. Burns, plus 850. Bueller, plus 1,000. Hey, I'm looking at it. I see AL MVP on DraftKings. Where are you looking? Oh, I'm, lo- I'm on FanDuel Sportsbook right now. All right, so DraftKings Sportsbook doesn't have it still. Oh, see? Yeah. Okay, so FanDuel just put it up today. Because, yeah, I was looking the last two days because I was like, all right, what is what is? I, I figured Tatis would become the favorite in the NL MVP with DeGrom and the injury. And it is minus 145. DeGrom's plus 110. Then Trey Turner plus. This year for the awards, man, there's like two guys for every award, it feels like, right? Like, who else would you put money down on right now for NL MVP? I mean, Trey Turner's having a great year, but... Max Muncy's having a good, but these aren't MVP numbers. No. For any of them. And the Cy Young, the same thing. I mean, I guess the AL, um, Lance Lynch plus 410, then Robbie Ray at plus 3,500. No way Robbie Ray's winning the Cy Young. No way. It's crazy, man. Rodon, that's, wow. Plus two, <laughs> plus 200. Yeah, these awards are crazy, man. Like, Rodon, the injuries, yeah, Rodon's plus 190 over here on DK. He's plus 200 on FanDuel. It's yeah. not a bad, the, the, you know what the issue with Rodon is, though, right? What? The innings. Like, you know, he's never thrown this much in a few years. So, like, does he – Does he? I mean, he's shown no signs of it yet, but I think that's part of the reason why – I think it's two reasons. Number one, the narrative. Derek Cole's more well-known. He's going to get, like, the popular vote. And then the other factor is Cole's more durable. He's shown the ability to hold up. And with Rodon – coming off all these injuries and not pitching much the last two years, does he slow down? Does And what do the White Sox do? That's another thing, too. If the White Sox open a big lead and they have an eight-and-a-half game lead now, sure, home field and, and 
they're going to be in the mix. I mean, it's all bunched up. Uh, Boston's 58-38, Tampa 57-39, White Sox 58-38, Houston 58-39. So that home field is going to matter. But if you're the White Sox and you get into September and you have the division pretty much wrapped up, you know, do you start skipping Rodon, you know, putting him every 10 days, put him out there for three, four innings and really be economical because you're thinking about the postseason? I don't think they care about him long term. He's a free agent at the end of the year. So I don't think they're worried about his future. They might want him back, but I think in their minds, they're going to be like, who cares? We want to win this year. He's yeah, not it's, signed a, with it's us. a win now mentality. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Very interesting debate. Very interesting debate. Um, all right. Before we uh, continue with all of this uh, juicy, delicious baseball talk, I give a quick shout out to our sponsors and uh, and thank them for keeping the lights on. So Adam and I will be right back after this. All right. So the baseball world's buzzing here. Here we go, Adam. Right. NBA done. Finished. Congratulations to Giannis and uh, and the Milwaukee Bucks uh, football oh, training camp just opened. Uh, right now, although you know what, I, I gotta ask you this. I mean, do, do, do you want to? Can, can we shift? You got more baseball talk you want to jump on? No, whatever you want. I'm good. Whatever I want. Well, no. All right, that's what I thought. <laughs> Training camp opens for for the NFL. Saquon Barkley uh, starts camp on the pup list. A lot of people are like, "Well, we expected him to start on the pup list." Still not clear whether or not he's starting week one. And that's kind of an issue. You know, Jim Bowden and I were talking about this on the Fantasy Alarm Show. Um, I mean, aside from the fact that you, uh, if you draft Saquon Barkley, you best be handcuffing Devontae Booker just to be on the safe side there. Um, and Booker's not costing you an arm and a leg. But with, uh, with Barkley now on the pup list, and wondering, you know, the question is, is where, um, you know, do you bump him down in your rankings at all? How much concern do you have about Saquon Barkley starting the season on the pup list? Oh, I've been concerned for a while now. I mean, I bumped him down in the rankings from the beginning. I'm pretty sure no one has him lower than me. Um, and when we I had don't know that, about that. Let me uh, let me take a look and see where you've got him. Dun, dun, he, dun, and he, he actually moved, he moved up a spot because of uh, Cam Akers going down. So by default, he moved up one spot. All right, I, you've got him at 13. Bowden has him at 16 now. Oh, boy, he just changed it, though, today? He just changed it today. I didn't change it. This was from the beginning. And I back it up, like I say, the FSGA draft. He was sitting there at, at eight for me, and I didn't take him. I passed on him at eight, and the team at nine took him. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I've been worried from the beginning. Uh, so it's not based on today's move, uh, move, uh, news. I've been worried about it from the last month or so with his comments and everything. And I said, look, if he's out there in training camp and he starts practicing, looks good, I'll move him up. But based on what I know right now, uh, he could be a slow starter to begin the season. They could slowly ease him in. And look, it could work. You could, you might get a discount and maybe he week five, week six, he starts to turn it on and he's good. But, you know, there it's ACL, MCL damage. I don't know if the Giants are telling him, like, just keep quiet. Don't mention anything if this is part of their plan. But players tend to be very optimistic. And, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be good week one. We're not hearing any of that from Saquon. So I don't want to spend a first-round pick on a guy that I have to worry about. And I know – I think it was Jamal Charles years ago was coming off of ACL. They, he, they eased him in. He wasn't good early on, and then he took off. So that's certainly possible. But 
I'm not risking it with my first round pick. So I let someone else take them. And, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you want to minimize the risk with your first round pick. And right now, there's risk with Barkley. Yeah, there definitely is. There definitely is. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see where uh, where this could end up. I mean, I'm actually in the process. I haven't even adjusted my rankings yet, and I'm going to have to, you know, make sure I uh, I do that and take care of that. It's um, hi-yay-yay-yay-yay-yay. Um, who else started on the pup list? Uh, Amari Cooper started on the pup list. Uh, he's your boy, right? He's your uh, he's your wide receiver one. Um, are you are you concerned there? I mean, Cooper's had uh, foot and ankle issues throughout his career. Uh, does this concern you here? No. See, most of the players, you got to be careful with this because we're going to see players put on the pup list that there's not major concern uh, with Cooper. We kind of knew this was coming. He had surgery in the off season. And he didn't participate in minicamp and OTAs. Uh, they said that McCarthy said it wasn't serious that he'd be back. So um, as long as he's practicing, like by mid second, third week of August, I'm not concerned. And when it gets closer to the season and they're practicing, they're not practicing. That's when you have to worry. We've seen this before. Players get put on the pup list early, start a training camp, and then two weeks later they're back. So you got to be careful not to overreact. And I think people will. We've already seen CeeDee Lamb in a lot of drafts go ahead of Cooper. I think you'll start to see a consensus in every draft. And you might see Cooper start to fall for the, to the fourth round. So, look, if you want to not take the risk, and because maybe this does linger. I'm not saying 100% he's going to be fine. But we do see this often where players are put on the pup list at the beginning of training camp. And two weeks later, they're off it and good to go. So it sounds like... That's the case with Cooper. This isn't that surprising. So right now, I'm not moving Cooper in my rankings. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, what's up with your owner? What's, what's up, up with, with Jerry crying, saying that he would give anything for the Cowboys to be back at the Super Bowl? Like, how pathetic was that? Well, Mike Vrabel said he'd cut off his penis. So what's the difference? <clears throat> yeah, but you know what? That's, that's fine. But, uh, Jerry cried. He's getting older, bro. He wants a Super Bowl. Oh, I'd, be, oh. I'd be crying too, bro. I'm I'm close to crying, and I'm not even the owner of the team. Uh, but yeah, I want a Super Bowl, bro. <laughs> so I think you know the answer to this. If I had only one team right now to win a championship for the team that I root for, what team would I pick? You know the answer. It's got to be the Knicks, dude. You gotta have no, the Knicks. No, I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm not a Knicks fan. Who do you like in hoops? I don't have a team. I root for the Knicks and Nets, but they're I don't they're not diehard teams for me. Oh, okay. Um, you're new to the to to the Seattle Kraken, right? The hockey. Yeah, yeah. You want no. them to win the cup, right? Exactly. You got it. <clears throat> what would all right? There's the question, Adam Ronis. What would you give up to see the Cowboys back in the Super Bowl? Well, that's not the team I would pick, but the team that I really want to see. Of the teams I root for to win the championship is the Mets. That's the team I want because um, I've seen the Cowboys win three titles. Uh, okay, so then what would what would you give to see the Mets win the World Series? I'd go without sex for one month. See, only a month. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Jones is like, I'll give anything. Mike Vrabel's like, I'll cut my dong off. I wouldn't cut my dong off. 
I need it. That's so all you would that. do is give up sex for a month. I think that's a fair trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what am I supposed to? I mean, what did he say? Did he say something? What did he? What did he say? He didn't specify. He was just. Cr- I couldn't understand him through the old man's sobs. I don't know if it's look, I think I don't know if it's fantasy, but I think you still are huge fans of your teams, but it's not the same as it was when you were a kid. And I don't know if it's because of getting older or fantasy or betting. Don't get me wrong. I love the shit out of the Mets and I would be ecstatic if they won the World Series, but it's not as devastating as it was years ago. Like I was legitimately depressed in 2000 when they lost the World Series for two to three weeks. I was legitimately. Really? I was. Dep- I was on the top of the world, baby. Oh fuck you, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I was legitimately depressed, man. I was like, I got to deal with these Yankee fans. I can't believe it. Even though you know, I knew the Yankees were better and everything, but it just sucked. But I would. I don't get that way anymore. Like, I don't really get like as emotional after losses and stuff during the regular season. And even in the playoffs, I get over it a lot quicker. So I don't know if it's maturity, being older, not taking it seriously, fantasy, gambling. I don't know what it is. And again, it's not to say that I'm not a diehard fan because I am, but it's just, it's a lot different than it was when you were younger. You feel the same way, right? Um, I do feel the same way. Um, you know, for me, I guess it's funny, right? If it's, um, you know, I mean, growing up in the in the, you know, and having the Yankees win those World Series in the late 70s, whatever. But I trudged through the 80s and, you know, then we had the 90s. And, you know, so even when like I, I was I was bummed that Boston won more than I was depressed that the Yankees lost to the Red Sox, um, you know, that year when they blew the 3-0 lead. Um, the Knicks not winning a championship doesn't do anything for me. Um same with, with the Rangers not winning the cup. Uh, you know, I'm okay with that. And, you know, and the problem is that, you know, that being a Jets fan, I'm I'm desensitized from it, right? I mean, it's yeah. like I, I've never had a winning season. And so, you know, what, is it, what does it really matter? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely, uh, as I've gotten older, I've kind of softened on the whole, you know, the fandom aspect. I'll, you know, I'll root for my teams, but I'm not, yeah, I don't get, I don't get depressed if, uh, if my teams lose. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, um, I'll be ecstatic. Like if the Mets are in the playoffs again and getting to go to city field, I was there in 2015 for the two games against the Dodgers and game one against the Cubs. It, you know, there's nothing better than playoff baseball where it's electric. So I definitely will be very excited if the Mets get back there and, uh, you know, I, I'll I'll be at a playoff game if the Mets are in the playoffs this year somehow. I'll be there. Uh, so definitely hope that they can win a World Series in my lifetime. In your lifetime. Well, they did win in your lifetime. Yeah, but I was too young, man. I didn't get to really enjoy it. You know, <laughs> like I'm saying, like in the rest of my life, you know, in 94, Rangers winning the cup. I was old enough. Same thing with the Cowboys in the 90s. But man. Oh, thank God for fantasy championships, because I have not seen my team win a title since uh, the Cowboys in January of 96. Damn, man. 25 years. Holy shit. 
Thank God for fantasy <laughs> championships, man. And look, I know there's other fans out there that have never seen their teams win. And then the other cities where they're spoiled. I mean, think about Boston, bro. How spoiled they are with the Red Sox and the Celtics and the Patriots, man. Like, geez. Dude, think about how about Tem- <clears throat> Tampa Bay. Oh, all of a sudden, right? Lightning, yeah. Buccaneers. It's crazy. Should we just put money on the Tampa Bay race to win the World Series because Tom Brady's there? I think we might have to, right? Yeah. They won the Stanley Cup. They won the the, the Super Bowl. They don't now have they a get, team in basketball. I mean, so they, yeah. right there, you go. Might have to, might have to. Um, all right. Well, it's been a slice of heaven here. I've got to, uh, I've got to actually go and record yet another video here. Got an episode of getting buzzed uh, to take care of, but uh, good to talk a little baseball with you, man. I don't want to rub it in, you know, you and your Mets and blah 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 blah. Um. But yeah, it's good to talk a little baseball here. I'm so footballed out already, huh? Yeah, look, I think these last couple months are going to be exciting. We got the trade deadline coming up. And, you know, I I was looking at the odds today. The Dodgers are favored um, to win the World Series, but it's like plus 380. I I think we're going to get a really good postseason, man. I I think the National League is intriguing because you got the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants. You know, if DeGrom's healthy, the Mets have an interesting rotation. I love the top three for Milwaukee. And even in the American League, it's interesting, you know, what kind of moves do the Red Sox make? I still think their starting pitching is not good enough, uh, but they, they're close to getting Chris Sale back. And he was throwing 98 in his rehab. Tampa Bay already made the move. You know, the Yankees are probably still going to make a move. White Sox are in good shape. The Astros are very good. The A's always find a way, but they probably won't go far because that's what they do. But, yeah, I do think uh, – and plus all the injuries, and there'll probably be more. So, yeah, I think baseball – it's going to be an interesting finish uh, for sure. So I'm excited about that. And uh, training camp's underway. And training camp's underway. Tomorrow we'll talk about uh, NFL players' outrage to vaccination demands by the NFL. But for today, he's Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Andy Up. Thanks for liking and subscribing. We'll catch you next time.